It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barn filling in for the P-Man as he gets ready for his ESPN Plus broadcast. As he brings you on the call, EC Women's Basketball season opener against South Carolina State in Minji's Coliseum. That is set for tip-off right after the show at 6 o'clock. He'll be on the call of Debbie Taylor. Once again, that is on ESPN Plus at 6 o'clock. In the meantime, a lot happened over the weekend. Too much to recall, to be quite honest. I understand that Chris, Chris Cook, by the way, on the ones and twos. What's going on? Had a wild weekend. I don't know if you would consider his weekend a best of the worst. One hundred and twenty dollars spent downtown. One hundred and twenty dollars spent downtown. Yes, that is atrocious. Shout trip. out to Club Five Nineteen and Dirty Dan's. They have great drinks. How loaded was that's this all guy? I'm gonna say. Would you consider that our best or worst? Uh, is it a mix of both? The amount of money. I mean, it, it's ridiculous to spend one hundred and twenty dollars downtown. But you know, you gotta, you gotta. I'm not gonna say go crazy, but you gotta have you know those nights where you're just like, yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hey, I maybe agree. go crazy is the only way to put it. I don't know. We're college age kids. I mean, it's part of the ECU experience. It's what we're known for. But uh, a lot in store today. We're going to do best and worst of the weekend as it was a wild sports weekend. We have a new World Series champion, and nobody saw it. More on that later. Um, there's a new Indianapolis Colts head coach. We're going to do question of the day for two Chico's gift cards. And we're giving away a pair of ECU basketball tickets later on. So just remember, keep this in mind if you're listening on the drive home. After a long day of work, this is a caller participation program today. It's going to be a little bit of a change of pace. The phone number is 252-561-4263. Hold, up, hold off on that right now. First, let's get into our best of the worst of the weekend, and then we finish. You can chime in with your own and uh, kind of participate. Something a little different. Let's start for our best and worst of the weekend. I don't think there's an open for it. I don't know why I opened it like that and plugged it like that. Hey, Let's just do it. You want yeah. to go first, or you where you would like I to, will go go first, to go first? But uh, okay. first, I would like to apologize for Friday. We did have some phone line issues. We can confirm those are fixed. So if you call in, chances are you will be on the show and you can participate. You know, have a good chance to win some prizes today. Yes, and I I do personally apologize as the producer of nobody show. nobody cares, Chris. Nobody cares whose fault it is as long as it's fixed. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're, we're all good now. We're ready to hear what the people think. The trivia question of the day is the same as Friday, and we're going to get a uh, call in in segment two, or during segment two, and uh, we'll throw you on. You can come on with your answer, and we'll keep we'll keep this going throughout the show from segment two onwards until we have a winner. And the question is, it's the same as Friday. ECU running back Keith Mitchell currently sits at 999 all-purpose yards on the season. So he's a yard shy of 1,000. Keaton Mitchell had over 1,000 all-purpose last year. If Keaton gets one more, one more yard, that is, he'll be the first pirate running back. Let me knock on wood for that one. He'll be the first pirate running back to have back-to-back 1,000 all-purpose yard seasons since this former pirate running back. Breon Allen and Chris Johnson were already said, so keep that in mind. We'll get some answers in segment two. 
and the winner will get two Chico's gift cards. Both are worth $25, so you get $50 worth of Chico's if you come in with the correct answer for that question. The first part running back, or who was the first part running back before Keaton Mitchell, or the last part running back before Keaton Mitchell this year to have back-to-back 1,000 all purpose yard seasons? Chime away if your answer's in segment two. Two $25 Chico's gift cards. Looking forward to hear that. In the meantime, let's get into our best and worst of the weekend. I'm going to go with my worst. Okay, first. we're starting out uh, with the bad news first. That's bad okay. news first, so we can butter up you up with the good news later. I'm going to start with a. I do have a. I do have a uh, weekend worst uh, sound effect there. Uh, okay. I'm coaching. I'm coaching Chris today while doing this show. It's very much a. It's very much a, a trial and error type show today. You blew it! Weekend Wars. There we go. I'm going to say Tennessee losing to Georgia. Got yeah, absolutely exposed that was, by them. Dominated by the Bulldogs. That was disappointing. I was really disappointed. Uh, my roommate, who you also know, is not a huge football fan, and I was trying to explain to him like the significance of the game. I was like, dude, it's one versus three. It's like one of the biggest games that's been in this 93-year-old stadium. Like It's going to be super awesome. And the game was just a letdown. Georgia just whooped them. Absolutely. Tennessee falls to five on the AP poll this week. Still have a chance to get in the college football playoffs more than that, but right now they do not sit in the top four. Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker, who was a Heisman candidate candidate quarterback for the Tennessee Volunteers, I would say the front runner for the Heisman, only had 195 passing yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Got exposed, and when we think of Heisman candidates and what wins them the Heisman, they always have that signature game. I like to think that was a signature game for him, and he missed that opportunity. A lot of that was due to his offensive line, who allowed – I got it here on my paper here. It was an extreme amount of sacks. Six sacks. Georgia able to get six sacks on Hendon Hooker, so his offensive line let him down. Hendon Hooker didn't look great. Uh, Tennessee not able to get anything rushing going. They only had 92 rushing yards collectively on the day. And they made Stetson Bennett, who I think is not an elite quarterback – I wouldn't even go as far to say he's a great quarterback in college football. He's good. He's okay. I, he's more of like a game manager to me. You know, I, yeah. I, the run game is the strength of Georgia. Let's yeah. just be real. Absolutely. Yeah. Stetson Bennett, I don't even foresee him getting drafted. I could see him being an undrafted free agent and maybe possibly latching on the USFL or XFL, if anything. Yeah, but okay, but you know what an interesting uh, note that they said during that game was that actually even surprised me? What's that? You would expect. So, so the. The common, like, I don't want to say misconception because I feel like it's still kind of true. Tennessee is known, or at least this season, is very well uh, passing. And Georgia, as I was just saying, is like way more of a running team. Georgia actually had, prior to this game, more passing attempts than uh, Tennessee. And Tennessee had more rushing attempts than, yep. uh, I just think that's crazy. That is interesting. I don't know. Stetson Bennett did everything. Everything was clicking for Stetson Bennett. And he did everything. The win had three total touchdowns. No turnovers. Looked great. Looked like an elite quarterback in that game. It does knock Tennessee right now out of the playoff competition, but good news if you're a Tennessee fan or you're pulling for something different in the college football playoffs. They have a favorable schedule coming up against Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. And then you look at two teams who are in the college football playoffs right now as we speak with the uh, standings. Michigan and Ohio State have to play each other. So one of those teams is going to come out with a loss and I still think would be in college football playoff contention. So something to keep in mind there. I don't think Tennessee is out of it yet. They would have to win out to truly uh, earn a spot. 
But I, they were definitely my worst of the weekend. What A quick worst or best from you, Chris, quick. Okay, I'm going to do a worst, and I'm just going to read this Aaron Rodgers stat line, okay, from okay. Sunday oh, against as, the as Lions. As a Packers fan, he's pissed. Worst defense in the NFL, the Lions, okay? I'm, yep. I'm just don't, statistically the worst defense. No, they're the worst, even just the eye test. They're right. pretty damn bad. Here we go, Aaron Rodgers, 23 for 43, 291 yards. That doesn't sound bad at all, right? Yeah, that doesn't okay, sound bad. Okay, listen to the next part of this. One touchdown, three interceptions, two interceptions in the red zone. Now, is he washed, or is it a product of his team? I or think is it it's a combination of both? I think it's a little bit of both. I think age is catching up with him a little bit. I don't think he's peak Aaron Rodgers, prime Aaron Rodgers, and I think that plays a part in also the other point, which is just that the receiving core is that bad. I mean, they're just that bad. Alan Lazard is their best receiver right now, and he shouldn't be a best receiver for any football. Oh no, he was number three last year. I mean, what business does he have being number one? He's not even a bad receiver, but just number one, like your standout guy. It's uh, no offense to Alan Lazard, but it's not him. Well, I'll give it to them. They try to make moves at the deadline. They try to get Chase Claypool, and they try to get DJ Moore. Just didn't work out for him. Um, That is a product, and that's a GM problem right there more than anything. Moving on to a best of the weekend. And this might be a shocker if you know me. Cue the best. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. You're a winner. Weekend winner. I'm going to say the MLB World Series as a whole, and that might be a surprise if you know me. I've kind of fallen out of love with professional baseball here recently because it seems like every time they make a good move, they take two steps backwards. But here are some numbers. The ratings were very good for Major League Baseball in the World Series this year. Um, 11.9 average million average viewers. For each game in the World Series, that's more than what Thursday night football is averaging. You might like scoff at that or laugh at that. Baseball is in a bad spot, and I see that as a big step out. If they're outdrawing professional NFL football on any given night, um, even if it's Thursday night, Thursday night football is the only thing going on that night at that time slot. The fact that they outdrew them on that average um, I think is big for them. Um, also, Dusty Baker gets a lot of hate, and I've, I've – clowned him before for not winning the big one. I did like the fact he got us first. I'm not going as far as to say this is an Astros redemption story. Seemingly, they did it the right way. Obviously, there's always some cheating in baseball, but seemingly, for the time being, they did it the right way. They didn't cheat. I thought they got a favorable matchup against the Phillies. I don't think the Phillies were really a legitimate competition. They made it interesting, but I think you're lying if you really expected the Phillies to win the World Series. And I like the story of Mattress Mac who won the historic $70 million payout, the highest payout ever for a sports gambling bet off the Astros title. That's good for the city of uh, Houston. I believe he is from Houston. Do you know the amount of money? Yeah, he won $75 million. Oh, wow, okay. He's putting some of that money back into his mattress business and he's giving away free mattresses. So I like that. Mattress Mac, doing a good thing. You know, wants good money, living it up. Good for Mattress Mac. I know he was getting clowned by Philly fans. They were yelling at him, dropping F-bombs, harassing him. And then for him to uh, just give a giant middle finger back to those terrible Philly, Philadelphia fans was just great to see in my book. That is worthy of a best of the weekend for me. It your is. best. Did you also see Kate Upton in the crowd giving the finger to Philly's fans? Oh, sc- screw her. Kate Upton <laughs> sucks. Overrated. All right, moving on. Your best of the weekend, Chris. All right, best of the weekend. Uh, my number one, I'm going to – 
uh, show some love to Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Are you ready for this amount of fantasy points? Oh my god! And okay, go. look, yeah, I get a lot of right listeners probably don't play fantasy. We're gonna keep this quick. It's go. It goes without saying. Panthers are the worst. I don't need to go into detail of that. That's the worst of the weekend. But go on, Chris. Okay, Joe Mixon, fifty-five point one fantasy points. Holy cow! Is that a record? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, Alvin Kamara put up 42, and that was crazy. That was all over social media. So 55, just wow. I think uh, he didn't break the record for touchdowns in the game. I think Alvin Kamara actually holds that record. He's with tied, six, yes, and he's Mixon tied with got a couple five. Other uh, big time running backs, but he does have six. I believe that was last year. If I'm not it was, mistaken. Yes. yes, that was part of the reason I picked him up this year. That's a good pick. I like that pick. Moving on to worse. And I think everybody can agree with this. UCF winning against Memphis 35-28 to and Cincinnati winning over Navy 20-10. to We needed those teams to win for ECU to get a bump in the standings. But I'm going to switch it over to a best. Here's the bright side of this. ECU now controls their own destiny. Yes, they need help from elsewhere, but I think these scenarios are more likely than the scenarios this week. Look at it this way. UCF has to lose to Tulane, and we have to beat Cincinnati so I believe jump to second in the conference in the standings because Cincinnati and Tulane are over us. And obviously if we beat Cincinnati and we beat UCF, they would have the same record when we beat UCF, but they would have the same record as us if UCF loses to Tulane and we beat Cincinnati and we hold the tiebreaker over them. So we will be second in the conference and we'll be sitting in a uh, college, not college football playoff, we'll be sitting in a conference championship spot. So that's kind of a best of the weekend, the fact that ECU controls their destiny. And I think it's a very likely scenario that they can win out, beat Cincy, beat Houston, and beat Temple, and UCF ends up losing to Tulane. I think that is very likely. So I'm going to give that a best of the weekend, but also simultaneously a worse of UCF winning and Cincinnati winning over the weekend. Uh, let's go with uh, your worst of the weekend, Chris. Okay, I'm just going to do uh... – CBS Sports brought this up, and I feel it's only necessary to – this is just so bad. Here's the last few weeks in Indianapolis with this week being included. Two weeks ago, benched Matt Ryan, starting quarterback. Last week, fired offensive coordinator. This Monday, fired the head coach. Uh, and I'm going to also bring in the score of their game against the Patriots, 3-26. to Okay, what is going on in Indianapolis? Yeah, and what's weird is when Frank Reich took over that team, that was a team, even without Andrew Luck, um, that was supposed to be uh, Super Bowl-ready and ready to be a dynasty in the making. I think what killed Frank Reich in his job was his commitment to Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz getting him from the jump um, kind of screwed over his tenure as a head coach for the Colts. Obviously, Carson Wentz didn't work out for the Colts. They're expected to be a powerhouse in that conference, in that division, and they just disappointed under Frank Reich. Frank Reich took a team seemingly ready to win that uh, was ready in all facets of the game, offensive line, defense. They had some weapons, not great weapons, but enough to win with. They just had to get the quarterback situation figured out, and Frank Reich overcommitted to his guy in Carson Wentz, and that kind of carried over to this year and costed him his job. So I think that's a good one for sure. How about on the anonymous text line here? This is a good one. Okay. This is a very good one. I'm not going to say who it is, but Chris, me and you, Chris, know who this is. Let's just say he calls the shots around here. Oh, okay. I know and it's exactly not the marquee of the about. show. It's not the guy that's on the marquee. He says, how about worst of the weekend? Houston gives up 77 to SMU. I hope that carries over to when uh, ECU plays Houston for senior day in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. That would be huge for us. Houston, by the way, huge disappointment in the conference this year. If you remember correctly, 
picked to win the conference in the preseason poll, which was wild in the first place. So, yes, I completely agree with that from this uh, very smart uh, person who's chiming on the anonymous text line. Houston, oh, yeah, that guy's the man. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's the man. That is great. Yeah, that was – I mean, that is a great call for sure. All right, go ahead and give your best since I did a worse than best real quick. All right, I'm going to keep it quick because I know we don't have a whole lot of pro wrestling fans. Jake Paul, who is a YouTube uh, – or excuse me, Logan Paul, who's been a big YouTube sensation, just began uh, being a pro wrestler, I believe about six months ago, already <laughs> had match of the year against Roman Reigns uh, this past weekend. Match of the year, seriously. Everyone's saying that. Even the Dave Meltzers, you know, the people that really know what they're talking about. For, for him to only spend six months and have that kind of match against the top guy, i got to put that in my best. Now, you're a wrestler. Doesn't that make you kind of look bad? It does. I had to train a whole year before I even had a match, and this dude's main event in six months in. It's crazy. He's good. I think that's the worst, man. I think it's silly that this YouTube star who has no wrestling training just comes in automatically gets so the main good, event. he's so good, dude. He, I cannot believe how good Logan Paul is at gets wrestling. Gets a WWE title shot against the biggest draw in the business in Roman Reigns on a the biggest stage. I would say Crown Jewel is probably their biggest stage of the year besides WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. They take the overseas stuff very seriously. The fact that that's the main event of one of their overseas uh, shows, it, yeah, it just shows how much faith they have in him. I think it's justified, though. He's good. Wrestling's going to wrestle. Yep. And I'm going to throw in one more worst here, and I okay. think this is worth uh, What's going on? This is worth a shouting out here. Game day choosing TCU Texas instead of Tulane UCF. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, TCU undefeated. Undefeated, taking on a Texas team who has three losses. I get TCU sitting in a playoff spot right now, and that's a big game in the state of Texas for them. But Tulane UCF, you got a ranked two ranked opponents that has some some conference championship implications there. And Tulane has finally started to turn that program around, obviously this year, um, and getting a fan base behind them. Even when you go back to that Tulane ECU game, nobody was in the stands. All of a sudden, people are showing out. They've built a fan base there. I think they deserve game day, especially for a game like this against a ranked opponent in UCF, the only other ranked opponent in the American. I think they deserve game day. I understand them picking TCU in Texas. Doesn't mean I have to love it. Doesn't mean I have to live with it. I think that was definitely a worst of the weekend for sure. Just uh, my uh, person. Yeah, I just, just me personally. Give the American a, a little love there. That's going to do it for our best and worst of the weekend. Feel free to chime in. Oh, yeah, the phone lines are now open. We had callers during that segment. The phone lines are now open. Yeah, no, we're not going to break yet. We're not going oh, to sorry. break yet. Just to reiterate our uh, trivia question of the day, ECU running back Keaton Mitchell currently sits at 999 all-purpose yards on the season, so he's a yard shot shy of 1,000. Knock on wood, he's going to get it. Keaton Mitchell had over 1,000 all-purpose last year. If Keaton gets one more yard, he'll be the first Pirate running back to have back-to-back 1,000 all-purpose yard seasons since this player, this since this former Pirate running back. And Breon Allen and Chris Johnson was already said Friday. And you can win two Chico's gift cards. That's coming up on the next segment. Let me know if anybody's on the phone lines there, there, Chris. But, um, yeah, going back into that game, let's go delve into that Panthers-Bengals game there. I okay. think it goes without saying – so we're, let, let's pause the phone lines. No, no, keep the phone. Oh, if you, you get a caller, yeah. I oh, can okay. Go, I can. okay, well, let's talk about this game. What's up? I think Steve Wilkes lost any chance of becoming a head coach for the Panthers moving forward okay. after that game. Absolutely. I think his biggest fault during his tenure here as the Panthers head coach was the fact that he fired defensive coordinator Phil Snow, who had a really competent defense 
um, under the Panthers. I thought a top 10 level defense, and it immediately took a hit. Um, in that Falcons game and this Bengals game, that should have been, this should have been a top 10 defense moving forward. And I get they had injuries in the secondary, but I think that ultimately him committing to his guys and firing Phil Snow over differences costed him a head coaching gig because Tepper has already said that he wants to get an offensive-minded head coach, and that is not Steve Wilkes. He prides himself on defense. He was a defensive coordinator previously for the Panthers, and he's making the same mistakes I felt like he made with his tenure during the Cardinals. Do we have a caller on the line, Chris? I saw your answer on the phones. Yes, we have a caller. Caller, can you hear us? Name and where you're from, caller. Um, my name's Eric from Greenville. Eric from Greenville. You got a best and worst of the weekend? Um, best would be that uh, my Giants didn't lose this weekend. Oh, you're a Giants fan. You Giants are doing well. They, yeah, the Giants didn't lose. That, <laughs> hey, I'll take play. it. <laughs> you got and, a worst? Uh, worst? Uh, I would have to say... Uh, Aaron Rodgers losing that game yesterday. Uh, hey, that, this that guy is a smart guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm on board. How do you feel about your no, Giants in the NFC East? Because they still have a chance to win that division. You think they can knock off the Eagles? I believe they have two games against the Eagles coming up. I believe we can split. Okay. I believe we'll at least split. That, yeah. that's, uh, I, I ain't reaching out too far. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll at least split. Yeah, Giants have been a pleasant surprise this year. Eric, thank you for calling, bud. Always good to know that people are listening and willing to chime in. Hey, Eric's got a lot of balls. Credit yeah, to him for calling yeah, I, in when to contribute. Calling out Aaron Rodgers. He needs to be called out. I was trying to uh, answer the trivia question. Oh, all right. We're saving that for segment two. We're trying to make it fair to everybody. Okay. I apologize, Eric. If you happen to call right. segment two and, and Chris happens to pick up, there's going to be a lot of people calling in. I'll give you another opportunity. Yeah. So just call back in segment two, and hopefully he'll he'll pick up all the callers that are calling in, and you will win. Thanks a lot for calling, Eric. Let me know if anybody calls no in. We're going to do one more for best and worst. So the phone okay. lines are open. If anybody else has a best and worst, feel free to yeah. call in. All right, thank you, my man. Thank you, Eric. But, yeah, I think the Panthers. Oh, I, I don't want to jump the gun on our next segment here, but it's not looking good for them. Um, no, it's not. Brian Burns, there was reports coming out that they somebody offered two first-round picks and a second for Brian Burns. In hindsight, I would take that in a heartbeat. Brian Burns prides himself on being an edge rusher and sacking the quarterback. Never had over 10 sacks in a season. I don't think he's worth elite defensive end money. I think he's worth good defensive end money, but not elite money. And I think that's what he's going to get with the Panthers. And I'm not sure I'm on board with that there. That is... Uh, very concerned. And by the way, the phone number is 252-561-4263. That's 252-561-GAME. But yeah, I, that definitely concerns me. The offensive line took a step back, um, which has been a pretty solid offensive line. And obviously, P.J. Walker looking like the P.J. Walker of old, very turnover-prone. Baker Mayfield coming in and looking pretty good, but it didn't matter. It was in garbage time. Baker Mayfield shining in moments where there's no pressure whatsoever. I do find it interesting. Steve well, Wilkes. That's the story of his career, isn't it? The won a shine. playoff game for the Browns, though. Okay, well, hey, you shut yeah. me up right there. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, did I will give him that much. But Steve Wilkes did announce that PJ Walker will be the starter next week, which I do find very interesting. I for sure. okay, so it's interesting just because of like how equal I would say they are, but I think that's the right move. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you I, think it's the right move? What PJ Walker maybe over forward? Baker Mayfield? Yeah. No, I you don't. don't. I don't. 
Huh, okay. Absolutely not. You're you're that you like Baker Mayfield that much. Baker Mayfield's clearly more talented than PJ Walker. Oh my god. Dude, I I'm a, I'm gonna shut up. Yeah, I, he he's talented than PJ Walker. I don't think that's a like I don't think that's a bold take whatsoever. PJ is XFL level who happened to win some games in the NFL with subpar performances and a good performance. What was it? When what was the game that he won two weeks ago? Can't even remember who he beat. Uh yeah. Because it doesn't matter at this point. point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Sam Darnold, I'm willing to give another shot, honestly. Oh, okay. So, who do you, would you rather have Darnold over PJ Walker? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, see, both of those guys are PJ Walker. Phone lines are still web, open for best of the worst, uh, feel free, or best and worst. Feel free to chime in. Wrap it up here. Um, I do find it weird. Jeff Saturday, the new head coach for the Colts, um, former, I don't know if he was an all pro, but Pro Bowl center. Um, played of Peyton Manning with the Colts, was an ESPN personality for most of the year. I'm not sure if he was within the system for the Colts. Was he working with the Colts this year? No, as far as I know, he's just on ESPN. I see him on ESPN first take yeah. all the time, it's, so it's hard to imagine him working with the Colts this year. As far as I know, he's only on ESPN, and if that's the case, which we can't like confirm, how weird is that, that they just, like, hey, that you want to be the coach? <laughs> yeah, I guess they consider it a wash season. I mean... That's a team that's offense is built on the offensive line. Obviously, he has some experience as an offensive lineman um, with the Indianapolis Colts back in the day of Peyton Manning. Very good center. Um, UNC alum, so he's got the state connection there for us. But if you're a UNC guy, I personally am not. But I did find that to be a weird move. That's uh, Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay making a bold decision there. That's going to do it for our best and worst of the weekend. Coming up. We'll do our NFL top three and bottom three in our trivia question. ECU running back Keith Mitchell currently sits at 999 all-purpose yards on the season, so a yard shy of 1,000. Keith Mitchell, Keith Mitchell had over 1,000 all-purpose last year. Keaton gets one more yard this year, knock on wood. He'll be the first part running back to have back-to-back 1,000 all-purpose yard seasons since this former part running back. Breon Allen and Chris Johnson were already said, so don't call in with some BS saying them because it's a waste of my time and it's a waste of your time. So feel free to call in. You can win two Chico's gift cards, $50 value. Call in during the break. That's 252-561-4263. Or on the, side, on the other side, Ben Byron filling in. Chris on the ones and twos, this is the Patrick Johnson Show. The Pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barm filling in for the P-Man. Chris Cook on the ones and twos. Patrick Johnson on the call of Debbie Taylor tonight for Eastern Women's Basketball season opener in Minchie's Coliseum against South Carolina State. That comes your way on ESPN Plus with tip-off at 6 o'clock. Also coming your way at 6 o'clock immediately following our show right here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT is Inside Part Athletics with Eastview head football coach Mike Houston. 
Uh, I believe at the first half of the show, or I know this for a fact, ECU basketball head coach Mike Schwartz will join Jeff Charles. And in the second half, ECU football head coach Mike Houston. So that should be a good listen. Stay tuned for that. The phone lines are open for our trivia question of the day for two Chico's gift cards. The phone number is 252-561-4263. That's 252-561-GAME. The question is, who was the last Pirate running back to have back-to-back 1,000 all-purpose yard seasons? Keaton Mitchell's on pace to have that this year. Um, Breon Allen and Chris Johnson was already said. I'll give you a hint. It was before Breon Allen, like a season before Breon Allen. So I think that's a pretty good that's hint. That's a good hint. Yeah, that's that, a really yeah, good hint. that's a good hint. $50 worth for Chico's gift cards. I'm a starving college student. I would love to have that. Oh, yeah, dude, I, I really want yeah. I, I would love Feet. to have a Chico's gift card. That McDonald's app's really come through in the clutch here recently. But uh, a big, a good point that was brought up to me on the uh, text lines here, I know we have a lot of Washington. I'm just, They're the Redskins. Come on, let's say it like it is. They're still the Redskins at heart. But the Washington Commodores, is like, as this anonymous texter likes to call it, <laughs> Washington Commodores, it looks like the owner, Dan Snyder, is seemingly out. He hired some Bank of America officials to basically oversee the sale of the franchise. And I think if you're a Washington fan, this was a good move. Uh, Obviously, that stadium is a dump. The product is a dump. Um, It's just been terrible football. And it hasn't been like they've been downright awful in football. It's more so they've been just kind of subpar, average, and mediocre. That's, that's a, a good place, way to describe that's it. That's a yeah. place you don't want to be in any sport, in any professional yeah. sport. Yeah. Because you can't really tank for a high draft. You're not tanking for a high draft pick. You're not getting a lottery pick. You're kind of getting like around nine or 10, which you get pl- good players at, but not necessarily what you want. I do think this is good news, though. Dan Sniper, Snyder, one of the most incompetent owners in the National Football League. Um, I thought what was the most embarrassing is that the proposal for their new football stadium. The capacity was, uh, the proposed capacity was fifty-five thousand people. That's a little over what Dowdy Thicklin still holds right now. That's I think that's embarrassing for a professional football franchise. Nothing against Dowdy Thicklin. That is great that we can hold a little over fifty thousand in Greenville, but for the NFL, for a storied franchise like that, uh, that, that that's not good at all. And that's a product of Dan Snyder there. That's also a team that was once. One of the most popular franchises in the NFL in its glory days now can barely, they could struggle to sell tickets near bottom in terms of ticket sales. So, something to keep an eye on. I do hope it goes through. I do hope Dan Snyder sells the team. And if you're a Washington football fan, I think you can agree with that. I don't know a Washington football fan or a football fan in general that likes Dan Snyder. It's good for the league when the Washington football team or the Washington Commodores, the Commanders, or whatever you want to call them, the Redskins, when the Redskins are doing well. I do see we have a caller on the line, so we'll stay, uh, we'll hold off on that. Coming up during this break, we will be giving away a pair of ECU basketball tickets. All you have to do is be caller number five. Stay tuned for that. But first, uh, let's get into the NFL top three and bottom three that I've seen during this past weekend. Do we have a caller, Chris? It looks like we do. Caller, who's on the line? Hello. Should be able to hear us now. Come on, caller. Don't blow it. Who's on the line? Uh, Davis. David, where are you from, David? Um, Davis from Greenville. All right. The question, just to reiterate here, for two Chico's gift cards, 
If Keaton Mitchell gets one more yard, he'll be the first power running back to have back-to-back 1,000 all-purpose yard seasons since this former pirate running back. That former pirate running back is... Ventavious Cooper. What's the verdict, Chris? That is correct. Wow. Congratulations, David. I you can't believe it. $50 worth of Chico's Let's gift go. cards. <laughs> All right. The real question is, what are you ordering at Chico's? We're getting those big old margaritas. What's the deal here? Oh, yeah. We're getting the big old margaritas. Oh, oh we're hey, celebrating love to hear for that. sure. Love to hear that. Who do you pull for, for the in, in the NFL? I'm a Steelers fan. It's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough time right now. <laughs> uh, I was about to get into the NFL top three and bottom three. They might seriously be gunning for the bottom three. Hey, l- we, let's, let's we hear We are definitely Davis's. in that bottom three. Yeah, who is your – who's Davis, yeah. Yeah, who's your – oh, it's Davis. I apologize. Yes. I think I know who this let's is. Let's hear Davis's okay. top three, bottom three. Oh, that's – okay. Uh, I'd say top three, um, Eagles, Chiefs, and – I still say the Bills, top three. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, one loss doesn't knock them that far out. Bottom three, probably Texans, Panthers, Steelers. <laughs> That's no, you your own team in the bottom three. I think it's fair. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I think it's absolutely fair. Okay. How do you feel about Kenny Pickett? I, I like Kenny Pickett. I, I think he's he's got the it factor. He just doesn't have the offensive line and coordinator right now to That's fair. show that. That's fair. I must admit, I'm not the biggest Kenny Pickett guy, but I will acknowledge uh, Matt Canada is a terrible offensive coordinator. They don't really have good yeah, weapons, he, and the weapons they have are very inconsistent. And then you look at the offensive line, just absolutely abysmal. I think it's very fair. And Najee Harris, disappointing this year. Very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. With no O line, he can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that is fair. Davis, stay on the phone lines for us. Uh, Chris will get your info. And congratulations, my friend. Live it up at Chico's. I can't be any more happier for you. For you. Thanks for calling in, bud. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Congratulations to Davis. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I think that is. You know, when I was about to get into my bottom three here, I did not have the Steelers in it, but they're pretty close. And the only reason why I don't have him in the bottom three is I still believe in Mike Tomlin. They're in a tough division. Uh, I think that's a team that's rebuilding. And I still give them a chance to win week in and week out. These bottom three, um, I'm most of the time picking their opponent when it comes to a pick them every week to week that I have right now. So what I have is the 30th best team in the NFL right now. Um, And I think this is pretty fair. I'd say the Lions... Um, I don't believe in Dan Campbell as a head coach. I think he says all the right things. I think he's a fun player's coach, but at some point it's got to translate to the field. Jared Goff is a bridge quarterback. That's all he is. Um, DeAndre Swift coming back will be a huge help for them, but they still have some problems on the offensive line and the worst defense in the league. Um, The Lions, I could see them honestly maybe winning another game or two for the rest of the year, and that's about it. Lions are at 30. At 31, I have the Texans. Davis Mills didn't really take that step up from a pretty fabulous rookie campaign on his part. That is a offense in the Texans that kind of has an archaic offense going on. They're centered around running backs. Damian Pierce is having a really good rookie campaign, but it's kind of weird nowadays to have a uh, offense centered around running backs. The only teams it really works for is the Texans with Derrick Henry, who's a generational talent. And uh, I would say uh, maybe the Niners, if they center their offense around Christian McCaffrey, but the Niners have other options, and they're playing it right. I just just think solely basing your offense off a running back doesn't work in today's NFL. 
And I'm Texans with, hey, defense. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. That's that's an old philosophy. Absolutely. That's why the Titans can never take that jump in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, as good as Derrick Henry is, uh, Ryan Tannehill ain't going to get uh, the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just it's how like, it is. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo. When it matters most, Ryan Tannehill is not going to pull through for you. Texans 31, and mainly that's because of their offense and their head coach, Lovey Smith, does not deserve to be a head coach in the NFL. Okay, I'm with you. That was purely a social justice warrior hire right there. I'm going to go ahead and say Oh, it. we're made. Oh, okay. Bold take. Yes, absolutely. He had no qualifications to be a head coach in the NFL whatsoever. Disappointed tenure at Illinois, and they hired within the system, like you said. That's always a bad move. Okay, I'm not going to say it was a bad move like to make him the interim coach. But like keeping him, like hiring from within the system, that when has that ever worked? It doesn't, Can you think of one instance where that has worked? Hiring from within the system. I'm sure there's plenty of instances, but here recently it hasn't worked. No, it didn't hasn't. work with Frank Reich. Didn't work with because I believe Frank Reich was working with the Colts. It's not working with Steve Wilkes so far. Okay, yeah, and I'm gonna even bring it down to the college level. Aside from this week, okay, let's say aside from this week, yep. Notre Dame. Look at last year and this year hiring from within the system. I mean, first, they're a whole different year, team. First year, Marcus uh, but, Freeman, first year as a, as the the head coach. Again, last week aside, they their offense has just looked like dog water. I mean, straight well, dog water. I, I'll give Marcus Freeman the benefit of the doubt. They're rebuilding, but yes, Notre Dame. I, if next year they're not running, if they're not running and gunning, they need to move on. They do need to, yeah, move, need on. to move on. Absolutely, that's a team that should hit the ground running, given a year. And the worst team I got, the Panthers. Enough said. Don't have the quarterback situation figured out. Uh, I think there's a lot of tor- turmoil still in that organization. Oh, uh, yeah. Trending in the right <laughs> direction. Um, Steve Wilkes, I don't think has what it takes to be a head coach in the NFL right now. I still think he needs to take a big coordinator gig somewhere and ride that out, and then maybe later down the line. That's the case. Defense took a huge step down. Pass rush was terrible. Offensive line was terrible. Linebackers are a bunch of bums. I'm going to go ahead and say a <laughs> bunch of bums. Still don't have that figured out since Luke Keekley left. And the secondary, barring a few injuries with Dante Jackson, um, shouldn't have had too much. Well, yes, they were going to have some trouble with that explosive Bengals offense. I think it was a bad matchup for them. And, um, you know, they're really hurting without J- uh, Jeremy Chin right now. Jeremy Chin has been a huge factor for that defense. And I missed him. It's been a huge loss. So that's my worst three. And then my top three, I'm not going to go into detail. It's self explanatory. It's going to be in line with Davis's number one, the Eagles, number two, the Bills, number three, the Chiefs. I don't think I have to explain myself. I'm sure yours is right in line with that. That's right in line with it, yes. Absolutely. That's I do, be- wait, I, before we do the update, I, I have my Packers at uh, not the worst team, second worst come team. I got on, the, No, dude, no, I'm, I'm, tired on, of, dude. I'm tired of the excuses. They're come, bad. Come on, No, dude. dude worse than the my, Lions, Texans, Panthers, even the Steelers? No, uh, not worse than the Lions, but worse than the – or excuse me, not worse than the Panthers, but worse than the Lions. Yes, I stand by that. Stand by that. You don't even believe that. I, I – <laughs> That's going to be do it for our NFL top three and bottom three. Let's throw it over to Cookie for a quick 94 through the game sports update. Take it away, Chris. All right, starting things out, Pirate football is pumped and ready to go coming out of the bye week as they get ready for a Friday night kickoff against the Cincinnati Bearcats on the road. ECU football coach Mike Houston speaking to the media earlier today. He says that he and the team welcome the challenge against a tough Bearcats team.
Uh, sorry, that's not working. Pirates facing off against the Bearcats in Cincinnati with the first kick set for 8 o'clock on ESPN2. You can hear live and local pregame coverage beginning at 5 o'clock with our Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. Patrick Johnson and ECU football legend Terrence Copper leading you into live play-by-play coverage with the voice Jeff Charles and Andrew Bays. ECU basketball officially tipping off their season tomorrow at 7 in Menchie's Coliseum as they host Mercer. A lot of eyes on Boston College transfer Winston Tabs. ECU basketball head coach Mike Schwartz saying there's a possibility we could see the lights out shooter as early as non-conference play, Schwartz said earlier today with an update on Tabs. ECU women's hoops tipping off their season tonight against South Carolina State at 6 in Menchie's Coliseum. Pirates looking to improve upon a 11-18 record from last season. They'll get some help with the debut of Farmville Central product Amaya Joyner tonight. Pirate Baseball held their annual Purple and Gold World Series over the weekend. The Gold team took the series after winning the first two games one to nothing, thanks to a no-hitter from Jake Hunter in Game 1 and a combined shutout performance by the Gold bullpen in Game 2. In the finale in Game 3 yesterday, Purple finally claimed a victory thanks to a great comeback effort on their part. After trailing 4-3 in the 7th, Purple unloaded at the... Purple unloaded at the plate to take the game 9-6. Congratulations to Angeles Alderte for earning a spot on this week's AAC Volleyball Honor Roll. She had a pair of double-doubles in a four-set win against Tulsa over the weekend. Ton of high school football games being moved up due to a tropical storm said to hit the area on Friday night. J.H. Rose's second-round playoff game against the 71st on the road has been moved to Thursday night at 7.30 in Fayetteville, according to WITN. We'll keep you updated on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on what programming will look like for that game as we receive word. Also, Greenville Zone JP2 said to play Rocky Mount Academy has been moved up to Thursday uh, at 6.30. J.H. Rose Volleyball unfortunately fell in their 3 ace East regional matchup against North Iredale three sets to two, but congrats to the Lady Rampits on a great season. In the latest AP College football poll, Georgia was crowned number one after defeating Tennessee, followed by Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, and TCU at four. A couple AAC teams in the poll. UCF improves three spots and sits at 22 after narrowly defeating Memphis, and Tulane moves up three spots as well and sits at number 16. Other teams receiving votes from the conference include Cincinnati with 74. Teams from the state in the poll include UNC at 15 and Wake Forest receiving votes with 34. And wrapping it up from the NFL, the Indianapolis Colts have fired head coach Frank Reich earlier today and will make and uh, will make former Pro Bowl center ESPN personality Jeff Saturday their new interim head coach. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout. Dan Patrick mornings. Adam Gold middays. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. We're leading you into the ECU Inside Pirate Athletics Coaches Show. Mike Houston with the voice Jeff Charles. Mike Schwartz, ECU basketball head coach, joining Jeff Charles in the first half. Mike Houston in the second half. Also, Patrick Johnson on the call of Debbie Taylor for ECU Women's Basketball tonight against South Carolina State on ESPN Plus tip-off. Is that six two five two five six one four two six three? That's two five two five six one game. We're giving away a pair of ECU basketball tickets for tomorrow night against Mercer. All you have to do is just call and be caller number five. Phone lines are ap- open as we speak. 
Some more breaking news that just literally broke. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen is being evaluated for an injury to his owner collateral ligament and related nerves. That's a UCL injury. So if that is the case, that is huge. That sounds like season ending. That can definitely kill their Super Bowl yeah, chances scary. and their Super Bowl hopes. Not not good for the Bills whatsoever. I do understand we have a winner, so Chris will take care of that. In the meantime, we do have some Mike Houston audio from the press conference earlier today coming up. He talked a little bit about the bye week. He talked a little bit about Cincinnati coming up. More on that in just a sh- sh- few short minutes. Excuse me. Um, let's go ahead, Chris, um, while you're trying to get the caller straight. We got there. the call. Oh, he's on the line. Who's the winner? Who's the lucky winner? Your name and where you're from. This is Eric from Greenville. Hey, Eric won. That's what's up. Oh, he won. Great. He prevailed. He I was prevailed hoping. I was hoping this guy would win. I felt kind of bad that, uh, you know, we didn't give him the yeah, Chico's. It is what it is. He's been a big. Uh, he's almost been like our third co-host today. Well, go ahead and get his information, Chris. Eric, congratulations. Sounds my good. Friend. Stay on the line for me, my friend. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, just a quick note here when it comes to the Houston game for the Pirates. That game, according to Houston's website, will either kick off at 11 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2. What? That is a weird kickoff time, but I'm just going off what they have on their website. Or 4 o'clock Eastern on ESPNU. Or a to-be-determined time on ESPN+. Plus. An announcement will come following the completion of November 12th games. And I did get confirmation at the press conference earlier today. We will not find out a game time for that senior day game in Daddy Ficklin Stadium against Houston until late Saturday evening. So stay tuned for that. Check out our social media pages at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 943thegame. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, something to look forward to, keep an eye on. It would, it would be weird. I'm, I'm, I'm praying against an 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN2. That's just that's a weird time slot. I think we're above that as well. It's kind of weird to say. Obviously, I want them to be on TV, but I'm kind of pulling for the to-be-determined time on ESPN+. Plus. Everybody can get ESPN+. Plus. Everybody can see it. A big problem with ESPN this year is when we are on TV, the people that have subscribed to ESPN+, Plus don't realize they have to have a TV provider and can't watch the games. So if it's just on ESPN+, Plus, everybody can watch it or just be there. Come on, do your part, people. That's all you need to do. Are we ready, Chris, for the Pirate Report? Are we still getting his info? Yeah, sorry. I just got his info. Okay, cool. Awesome. Let's go in and hear some comments from Mike Houston earlier today. Mike Houston gave an in-depth scouting report on the Cincinnati Bearcats. What cut number is that? I'm sorry. Jesus, Chris. Breaking the fourth wall. The one that says Cincinnati scouting report. <laughs> All right, Chris is having a hard time here. But, yes, that start date, something to keep an eye on. Also, programming note for Thursday. Um, I'm not. We still haven't worked out the specifics yet. This might conflict with ECU women's basketball and J.H. Rose football. But J.H. Rose is set to play 71st in Fayetteville for their second round of their 3A East playoff matchup. That has been changed to 7.30 on Thursday due to a tropical storm in the area on Friday. We were set to play... ECU wins basketball on our station against Wake Forest. Um, we'll keep you updated on that, whether we will still do that, if it'll be on a different station, if Rose will be on a different station. Once again, check out our social media pages at 943 Game on Facebook, Instagram, 
and Twitter. Is there any update on the uh, the cuts there, Chris? Uh, for some reason, it, they are playing through Adobe, but there's no audio coming through. It's just static. I'm not sure. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I guess we won't have Mike Houston audio for today. Jesus, that's a bad look. All right, coming this up. This one I'm going to say is not my fault. I have no idea why I'm doing that. We'll wrap it up. Get you ready for the Inside ECU Athletics Coaches Show with Mike Houston and Mike Schwartz. On the other side of this quick time out here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P Man here on 94.3 The Game. I like it. Yeah, I love the Sopranos. Ben B-Baby Barm here to wrap it up. Special thanks to, in, we're not intern anymore, Chris Cook on the ones and twos. Had to work through some technical difficulties, and he held his composure for the most part. Special thanks to Davis and Eric for calling in, our lucky winners today. Mike Houston Radio Show coming up on the other side of this quick timeout with ECU football head coach Mike Houston, basketball coach Mike Schwartz. Also, J.H. Rose moved up to Thursday at 7.30 against 71st. We'll keep you updated on programming notes for that. And women's basketball tonight, Patrick Johnson on the call on ESPN+. Plus. That begins at 6. In the meantime, tomorrow we'll have an ECU basketball pregame show, and then we'll bring you Mike Houston audio and try to make up for that. And we'll bring you some Mike Schwartz audio that all comes your way on the ECU basketball pregame show edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. I was your host, Ben Baby, B-Baby Byram. Reminding you to stay safe, have a good one, and thank you for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.